crowds, the size of the school, their fancy uniforms, and remember what got you here. Focus on the fundamentals that we've gone over time and time again. And most important, don't get caught up thinking about winning or losing this game. If you put your effort and concentration into playing to your potential to be the best that you can be, I don't care what the scoreboard says, at the end of the game, in my book, we're going to be winners. It's another edition of the New Hampshire High School Hoop Show. This is a second coming. This is a call to arms. Your finest hour won't be wasted, wasted. Live on ESPN New Hampshire Radio and on demand online at nhsportspage.com. When we step on the floor, every second that clock is ticking, we are pedal to the metal. From Londonderry to Lebanon, Nashua to Newport, Summersworth to Salem, and Keene to Kennett, the New Hampshire High School Hoop Show covers all the teams. We run the ball, we pressure the ball, and most importantly, we control the tempo of the game. With Pete Derrier and Dave Haley on ESPN New Hampshire Radio and online nhsportspage.com Hour number two New Hampshire High School Hoop Show on this your Saturday December 17th week before Christmas. Snow's coming down while we're doing the show. Did not stop me or Dave from getting here. Dave from Hampton, me from Goffstown to our ESPN New Hampshire studios in Nashville. We got Tim Glende producing this thing. Want to thank, uh, Sam Natty from Lisbon for giving us the weather report up there in the North Country. Said it was 10 below last night. And now all of a sudden it's almost uh, 20 degrees, but the snow is coming down. So be careful out there if you're on the roads. Uh, coming up in just a little while from now, we'll talk to Division II coach Mike Susi from Hollis Brookline, the Cavs. I think they're going to be a very, very tough team in Division Two. Number two. And they got some, uh, I don't want to say good news, but I'm sure they're not crying that Ryan Milk, uh, not Ryan Milken, that KJ Maddie is hurt. And out for four. I'm sure they don't want him to be hurt, obviously, but they're not going to be upset because he's going to miss four. Well, or eight I weeks. think Hollis Brooklyn feels like they could beat him with him, but yeah, and he'll be back. He'll be back. Hopefully, he'll be okay. Yeah. Uh, so why don't we get into all the scores from all the games? We actually got the Moultonboro Canaan Pittsburgh score, so I feel complete. <laughs> want to thank Jay Dara from uh, Pittsfield for getting us that score. Here with the Beals Insurance scoreboard from last night, Dave Haley has the rundown. The Beals Insurance Scoreboard, brought to you by Beals Insurance Agency, with locations now in Bedford and Londonderry. Visit BealsInsurance.com. Bedford with an 89-57 win on Concord. They hang uh, 89 on Concord, and they stop scoring with about three minutes to go. Troy Missouri with 29 points from Mark Elmendorf's team. They get a big win. They spoil the debut of Dave Chase on opening night. Uh, all the highlights are on NHSportsPage.com. Uh, Pete Terrier and the great John Kester were out there last night. Jennifer Chick, Ruth, and I are out at Stone Gymnasium, Portsmouth, with a 90-52 to win on, on Manchester Central. The two defending champions scoring off. When are you going to see that happen again? Uh, last night in Portsmouth was the dominant team from the beginning. Joey Glenn with 24 points, over 20 rebounds. I'm just going to make up in my head what he had, but I'm telling you he had over 20. Sticking with it. Cody Graham with 22 points. He was 5 for 5 for three-point range. They were just brutal all night long from shooting. 14 three-points for Portsmouth. They look great. 90-52 win over there. Spalding, the Fighting McIsaacs are 1-0. 60-39 win over Exeter. Ari Brakefield with 20 points. Cal Conley with 16. 
Spalding with the win there. They held Cody Morissette to seven points in the opener. Winnicott with a 68-49 win over Dover. Liam Viviano, 23 points. Logan Keene with 19. I have them preseason number two. Spalding preseason number four. So for one night, at least, I look like I know what I'm talking about. Milford with a 74-33 win over Sauhegan. Ryan Banaskevs with 17 points. Banaskevich with 17 points for Milford. Reggie set good screens, rebounded, just played his role. Reggie knows what he wants to do. Never shoots. Just does his role. John Stark with a 58-43 win over... I know you want to jump on and tell people he's a mannequin, Pete, but don't, you don't need to. I think they know. John Stark with a 58-43 win over Merrimack Valley. And if they don't know he's a Here's mannequin, thing, where have you been? Here's the thing. Now, we do have some listeners who have been around since last year, the year before, many years. Why don't they know Reggie's but there's a there's also a new crop of listeners. Oh. So we can't just assume that they know everything. I'll sum it up quickly. R- Reggie is a... Real boy, to me, who intimidated Justin McIsaac to the point McIsaac tried to fight him at Portsmouth last year. That's a battle he would have lost. John Stark with a 58-43 win over Merrimack Valley. Merrimack Valley, by the way, I'm going to say it right now. Two years in a row has called me out on Twitter for not giving them attention. I did see that. And, oh, by the way, I think they went 2-16 and last year. So bring it, Merrimack Valley. I want to see it. And then you can stick it in my mug. But until you do... Scott Drapo's yeah. not walking through You're that You're one Don't stick it at me until you start winning games. Cooper Gorski, 18 points. Drew McCoy, I'm never going to be allowed in Pentecook again. Cooper Gorski, 18 points. Drew McCoy, 14 points, 16 rebounds. And McCoy's going to get 1,000 rebounds for his career, possibly. It's about 1,000 more than I had. Uh, Bishop Brady with a 72-47 win over Pembroke on opening night. Welcome back to D2 Pembroke. Bryce Johnson with 22 points. Cole Etten's team's going to be good. He wasn't giving me anything in the preview. It was just like, yeah, it's a new year. I can tell Cole just doesn't want to give too much, but they're going to be pretty good. Kings was 1-0. 84-76 win over Conval. They were down this game. They came back. Pat Myers with 22 points for Kingswood. Good W there. Goffstown with a little bit of an upset on opening night. 54-38 win over Manchester West. Ten different Grizzlies scored uh, as uh, as uh, Mike Gasper's team gets a good W over West last night. Good defense. Uh, Lebanon, as we said, KJ Maddie's going to be out uh, four to eight weeks, probably six to eight weeks. Um, we hope he'll be back in February, but he has a, um, a, a, a X-ray revealed he has a broken bone in his foot. How come you didn't say anything about that in your preview? I didn't find out about until yesterday. Um, I, I knew he was hurt, but I didn't know what the, the X-ray. I talked. I texted with uh, Keith Maddie yesterday. Lebanon, 55-39 win on opening night over Kenneth Ryan. Milliken, 25 points for Lebanon. Uh, and again, KJ Maddie's going to be out for a while. Um, Timberlane with a 50-45 win over Oyster River. Drew Simmering, 10 points. 10 assists, 10 rebounds. Triple-double for the Owls. I want confirmation on each and every assist sent to Pete Terrier. He will study the film, and then he will judge if he had 10 assists last night. Because I, I never see that happen. But social media giant Timberlane is 1-0 on the season. Jeff Bauman, nice W. Wyndham with a 58-50 win over Mike Sullivan and Plymouth. The Jags outscored Plymouth 8 nothing in the last three minutes of the game. Pitts a shutout to beat them 58-50. Plymouth without a couple of guys, but that's a good W for Wyndham. Uh, Bo with a 54-45 win over Hanover. Ryan Andrews hit 5-3, scored 23 points for Bo. Benny Gantris, 6 threes for Hanover. They finished with 21. Hollis Brooklyn, we're going to have Mike Susie coming up on the show with a 70-49 win. And by the power of communication, now I can tell you who scored from Nick Fothergill, 21 points. Matt Skimko, 18. Matt Dowling, I like that Matt Dowling kid, 17 points. I like him a lot. Yeah, he's he's tough. You know, I, I was thinking the other day. Steven Yanakoa uh, with 11, and Mike Susie's going to come on there and tell me how to pronounce that name because I just screwed it up. Scott Giaconia. Giaconia. Oh, yeah, that's it. Giaconia. I, I met his parents. It. I met his parents oh, last yeah? week, yeah. Scott Spinard with 24. Cope Actually, Brown. no, I met Father Gill's parents. My apologies. Oh, there you go. We meet a lot of parents. Uh, those two guys are very similar, Giaconia and Father Gill. 
Um, the other thing I wanted to say about Matt Dowling, he reminds me of a young Dom Timbus when he was a sophomore Ooh. playing with Pat Welch and and Max Curran and uh, a young Dom and Jordan Timbus. Williams. Yeah, you know Jordan Williams, who was basically like an offensive rebounding force. He didn't really need to handle the ball. He was just you know uh, might have been cleaning up the years offensive too, yeah. glass. Yeah. Well, that's what Matt Dowling reminds me of. What, what I like Dowling. What Dom Timbus was when he was a sophomore playing for Coach Alosa. Active, active, as they say, active big man. Division three Summersworth with a fifty-one forty-eight win over Prospect Mountain. Summersworth, Matt, uh, uh, Rob, Jesus, oh, yeah, yeah. Susie's team, Coach Susie's team is fifty-one and. Uh, is three Fossey. Fossey, Jesus. Different I, oh, division. 51-48. That's too many names, man. 68 coaches I spoke to in two weeks. My Lord. I'm just going to be randomly asking people what their guard rotation is for the next three weeks. Just please bear with me. Uh, Winnescom goes to 3-0 with a 75-67 win over White Mountains last night. They're 3-0. Thomas Marchese, 28 points. Logan Morrison with 22. I'm going to call him Marchese for this hour. But I'll go back to Marchese next week. He had 28 points, though. That's all that really matters. You think when a kid... Ups his game and works hard in the offseason. You can at least show him the respect of pronouncing his name properly. I did in the first hour. It's more fun to say Marchese. He knows his name is Marchese. You don't think people don't know that in his life? Uh, Belmont goes to 3-0. 51-48 win over Berlin. They got up early, and Berlin made a mad dash, but not enough late. Berlin loses. It's 51-48 final score. Doug Price, 17 points. Trevor Hunt, 14 points, 11 rebounds for Jim Silly's team. They're 3-0. Beat my Guilford Golden Eagles on opening night. Uh, Campbell Sudi Let's team with a 63-56 win over Conant. Campbell's 2-0. And Harrison Ogre Vedrani with 13 points. I wonder if he you likes that nickname. my sweatshirt that I'm wearing right yeah, now? Yeah, Campbell Cougars. Mm-hmm. I got one of those, too. Um, and uh, Messinic with a 75-35 win over Hillsborough Deering, also known as a lot to a little. They're 3-0 on the season. Trey Shaw, who's a freshman, 21 points. Damon Gibson, 15. Brett Stoffenecker with 14 from Messinic. Hopkinton's 3-0, 72-36 over St. Thomas. Welcome to D3 St. Thomas, 72-36. Hopkinton with a win there. Interlinks is 3-0, 77-47. Mike Rathgaber's team with a big W there. They're 3-0. Ryan Kelly, 20 points. Zach Swanson, 16. Cougars led. Uh, oh, that's the other one. Zach Swanson with 16 and 12 rebounds. Kurosawa gets uh, a little revenge after opening night loss to Stevens. They beat Newport 70-25. Cougars led 24-0. To open the game. There's been a lot of these kind of scores. Taylor Matos, 19 points, 17 rebounds, 5 blocks. Tommy Johnson with 16. Manadnock with a 53-49 win over Mascoma. Joe Minson is really good. Are we happy now? Everybody happy? He's good. Joe Minson. Uh, 59-54 win for Franklin. They're winning one all season. Fall Mountains. Mike three. Donnell, his first win as head coach. There you go. The Golden Tornadoes. I don't know, Mike. He used to do a radio show with me at a station I used to work with. Who have you not worked with in radio? You've worked with Don Imus. Chat and Chew with the Big Guy was the the name of the radio show (laughs) that Mike Donnelly was was a restaurant Marlene. Uh, Oh, my love. All the people you've worked with, I love hearing it. Jane Torres at 27 last night. Franklin, by the way. In case you know that. If you walk around downtown Franklin this morning, make sure you find Jaden Torres and congratulate him. Uh, My girlfriend going Eagles. Hunt in there in Claremont. They lose to Stevens 58-50. to Noah Spalding had 20 points for Stevens. Greg Medora hasn't sent me the stats yet for Guilford, so I don't even know who scored for him. I'll bet you Mason McGonagall played pretty well. Uh, Pittsfield with a 65-38 win over Mount Royal. Mount Royal's dreams of going 18-0 are dashed as they lose their first game of the year. The new school, Josh Whittier, 19 points, 14 rebounds. Cam Dara, my man, leading scorer in Division Four with 18 points. He had 10 assists. The game was played at NHTI, where I spent 14 hours last Saturday. Newmarket, very, very, very much 
Conquer Christian, not 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 a lot at all. 79-13, Anthony Sensenbaugh, 25 points. He might be the leading scorer. I don't know, him and Karen Dara, a little early season duel. Newmarket Pittsfield might be a game we need to get out to. Mm, that'd be, yeah, I was going to go to Pittsfield. That. Yeah, we're going to Pittsfield. Uh, and we're definitely going to see Newmarket. We always I'm going to take a hot air balloon to Pittsfield. <laughs> you know why I say that, right? No. Well, they got the hot air balloon festival in Pittsfield. <laughs> I don't know if they still do that. It's your radio pass, man. Yeah. No, I didn't know. I just thought it was fun. No, I, I just started giggling. I wasn't like doing the fake laugh because I don't have one. I just pictured you in a hot air balloon and I started laughing. That's fine. I'm afraid of heights. <laughs> so that would, probably wouldn't be a good thing. That kind of funny to me. Derryfield with a 59 17 win over Sunapee. That opening night win for Lisbon doesn't quite look as good as it did earlier. How about Sunapee? Yeah. You know, they had Chappelle, He's they so had right. Matt Penny. <laughs> Their coach sort of kind of let me know. <laughs> this yeah. might be coming when I spoke to him. Uh, Sam Anderson, 70. Points 15 rebounds. PCA with a 64. Mike Susie's on the phone right now going, What is this over with? PCA with a 64 26 win over a new Drew McCormick with 14 points for PCA. They get the first win on the season. Uh, Trey, <laughs> Trey Carrier uh, went to go get a drink of water at halftime, and there were three Epping defenders standing around him, <laughs> at the, knocking the cup out of his hand. Knock, knocking the cup out of his hand. <laughs> God forbid if you try to go to the bathroom. 56-30 win. Epping goes to 2-1. Nick Fassett's team with a 26-point win over Wilton as they triple-team trade carrier. And I have horrible news for you, trade carrier. Get used to it. Jackson Rivers, 18 points for Epping. He had uh, five blocks, 12 rebounds. Carrier was held to, oh, excuse me, he had four points last night. Not easy to score when they're surrounded by three people. Uh, Linwood with a 52-50 win over Gorham. Linwood's 1-2. Gorham's 0-3. But Lance Legear, my guy, 21 points for Gorham. Bryson Raymond, 15 points in the loss of love, Lance Legear. And Groveton with a, my preseason number one, with a 71-32 win over profile. Corey Gadwa with 21 points. And finally, everyone rest easy. We know now. Moultonboro, 71. Pittsburgh Canyon, 51. And thanks to Jay Dara. For giving us that information. Absolutely. Right. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back. We'll get Mike Susie, head coach of Hollis Brookline, will join us on the phone. We'll talk about his team's victory against Cole Brown last night. Look ahead at the season for the Cavs. In Division Two. it's the New Hampshire High School Hoop Show. Justin McIsaac will join us uh, after Coach Susie. We'll take a quick timeout. Pete Terrier, Dave Haley on ESPN New Hampshire and NHSportsPage.com. <laughs> 1250 ESPN New Hampshire, Manchester's home for Friday Night Lights. Uh, We're going the distance for you here on the New Hampshire High School Hoop Show. Give you all the scores from all the games. Talk to some coaches who played last night. Maybe one right here who tipped off his season uh, in Division Two. Mike Susie, head coach of the Hollis Brookline Cavaliers. They beat Cole Brown 70-49. to Coach Susie, good morning. We always say we like happy coaches, so you must be happy this morning after a win. <laughs> yeah, good morning. Thanks for having me on. So tell us about the game last night. Uh, you guys win it by 21 points against a team uh, in Cole Brown that I think uh, is a team that's going to be a good team in your division. They return a lot of players. Uh, how did it happen? You know, I think it just we we got off to a good start. Um, they made a couple of errors early, missed a couple of layups, and you know we were able to capitalize on some of those um, mistakes that they they made, those miscues that they had. And you know, once you get off to a good start, you kind of find your rhythm. And and um, you know, we we've got a really balanced team this year, and I think it's it's tough for teams to defend. 
Yeah, you talk about balance. I, I love that front court, and I was saying during uh, one of the scoreboards, I get a little lost in the scoreboard, Mike, uh, at times, <laughs> if you probably notice. Uh, but I like the Dowling kid a lot. He's really active, and he was a kid who stood out for me when you guys uh, played Londonderry last Saturday in our Jamboree. Talk about the kids you've got up front, and, and I think it's such a huge weapon for you to have, a, like I said, I think in your preview, when you have a veteran point guard that you trust, you know, obviously some shooters too, but then you've got that kind of size and those kind of active big men down low. I mean, it's a great weapon for you. Well, you just said it. it, it I've got two active big men, really, and, and they're just, they're all energy guys. They never stop. Um, they pursue every rebound. They they really work hard to get angles and, and get seals in the post. And, you know, it just gives us another alternative to go to so that we're not having to rely on jump shots all night. Um, you know, and, and even if our offense is not running well, and there were a couple of stretches last night that it didn't, and our best weapon offensively ended up being the offensive rebound because those two guys just constantly pursue the ball. And it's, it's, it's just tremendous. They're such a great group of kids to coach. They're so easy to coach. They love one another, and it just makes my life so much easier. Coach, I want to ask you about last year, the end of your season. I was at the game. I was lucky enough to be at, at the game. I got there at halftime, actually, because – it was the same day as the Division Three championship game. I covered that game at SNU. Then I had a game at a uh, Division One quarterfinal game at Manchester Central, and I pulled off the trifecta after the Bedford Central game went overtime. I raced over to the west side and caught you guys take on Manchester West with a spot in the final four on the line. And I'm telling you, I've been doing this for 25 years, been in gyms, football fields, covering high school sports. That west Hollis Brookline playoff game last year was easily in the top three of atmospheres I've ever been at at a high school game. You guys were in control of that game. I mean, it was a close game, and at the end they beat you on a on a buzzer beater after like fifteen offensive rebounds. You just couldn't pull down the defensive rebound. A cook a cook hits it to win the game. They went to Durham. You guys were absolutely crushed. Talk about that game and what that atmosphere was like, because it was unbelievable. It, it really was. It was It was certainly one of the best atmospheres I've ever been involved with as a coach. You know, I've been doing this for a long time now, and this is my 11th year at Hollis Brookline. I spent seven years at Bishop Girton, so you know, I, I've been around the block a few times. But you know, there, there's no better atmosphere than, than what we experienced that night. It was just absolutely tremendous. And you know, I think these players that I've got back this year learned a ton about themselves the second half of last season and certainly through that game. And you know, they just they use that as motivation for the off season to really work hard and improve. And they they got in the gym a lot, and they they worked really hard. And and uh, I'm so proud of what they've done. And you know, I'm hopeful that you know all that hard work that they put in this off season pays huge dividends for us this season. What do you, what do you feel like the landscape is in Division Two? I know that big news, of course, is and and um, news that nobody's happy about. Uh, KJ Maddie being out for a while. He'll be back. We hope. Uh, and expect in February. Uh, I know you don't want to talk about where you guys are. It's too early. It's one game at a time. I'm not going to make you uh, answer a question that you, you're not going to answer. But you know, what do you what do you think about the teams on your schedule? You know, Mil- uh, Milford can shoot it. They had a big night last night. Obviously, John Stark is a team you guys battled in the playoffs. They're a big physical team. So right there, there are examples of two very different teams that are both effective. You know, what are your thoughts? Kind of looking around at the teams on your schedule. You know, I think I think Division Two, and I've been saying this to a lot of people, is is um, you know, which is it's about as wide open as, as it gets because I don't think the margin of difference between you know the, the top tier teams, the middle tier teams, and, and even some of the lower teams is all that great. You know, you have a bad 
bad half uh, quarter or a bad quarter, and, and you have a, the opportunity to lose a game to anybody in this league this year. And, and I think that speaks volumes to the coaching that's been done and the dedication these kids have put in in their offseason. I, I just think it's going to be a great year in Division Two, And so I, I, I'd be surprised if anybody runs the table this year. I just It's just too much parity this year, and, and um, you know, just too many good teams, too many good players out there. And, you know, certainly our schedule is not going to be easy, and our kids know that. And we got Milford twice, and I think they're going to be really, really good this year. Um, you know, we've got Pelham twice. Uh, you know, and, and you know, I saw them at the Jamboree last weekend, and and uh, they they looked much improved. And and I think they're going to be really tough out. And we've got West, and we've got Gosstown on Friday. It's just John Stark. Just keep naming them. It's just it's a tough schedule, and and um, you know, we'll just take it one step at a time, and you know, we'll we'll get ready for Gosstown for Friday. Mike, after uh, you play Goffstown on Friday, it's the holiday break. Where are you guys playing this year? So last year we made a change to our holiday schedule. You know, I, the, the Chick-fil-A tournament had been great for us for a number of years, but you know, too many, too many Division II teams popping into that tournament, too many teams that we played twice kind of didn't serve its purpose anymore for us. So you know, we made the decision to get out of state, and uh, we trekked up to Maine last year. So we played in the Portland Maine tournament, and we're heading back up there this year. So we'll play on the 26th, 7th, and 8th. <clears throat> what were your, uh, coming out of the Jamboree last weekend, uh, you know, what were your thoughts? That was your first time in it. We were really excited to have you. I thought you guys had a really entertaining game against Londonderry. Uh, they have a kid, I don't know if you've heard of him, named Jake Coleman, who's very oh, good. Oh, God, yeah, yeah, I got nightmares now. <laughs> <laughs> what was, your, what was your, uh, your experience and the kids? You know, I am hoping the kids had a good time last Saturday. Yeah, we, we definitely had a blast with it. We were thrilled to be there. It was a, it was a huge honor for us. And, you know, obviously, it, you know, it's, it's, it's nice to be back on the map in some respects, you know, because obviously you're only going to get invited to these types of things if, you, if, if people think you're going to be pretty good. Um, so we're thrilled about that. And the kids had a great time. And it was a great experience playing a Division One team because, you know, it's, you know we, we play a Division Two schedule. And, and you know, we're, we're playing some of these Division One teams over the summer and, and some of the tournaments and then the fall league and things like that. But it's not the same. So to play in that type of an atmosphere and to play that type of team that's well-coached and disciplined and has some quality players, um, it was a great experience for our kids, and we certainly learned a lot from it. And uh, we used that as motivation to prepare for this this past Friday's night game. I want to ask you about uh, one of the uh, the coaches of an opposing team on your schedule that you actually coached when he played in high school, Cole Etten <laughs> from Bishop Brady. How weird is that to coach against a kid that you actually coached? Well, we'll, we'll find that out this year because we we have not played. Oh, you didn't play them. No, we have not. You may have to go to that season. one. Yeah, yeah. What did you? What did you? What did you see from him when he was a player? That now hindsight's twenty twenty. You're like, yeah, you know. Or did you know at the time this is a kid that is going to go on to be a coach because he's certainly a leader. Yeah, I mean, we knew that um, early on. You know, I had him as a sophomore, so he played for me for three years, and. You know, it's just a tremendous family all together. You know, Cole being the youngest, and I, obviously I coached his brother Ben. I never had an opportunity to coach Zach. <clears throat> his father was always in the gym with us, and, and just a quality family, and just understood the game. And you know, I think he's, Cole has learned a ton from his dad, and really leans on his dad even today. You know, talking basketball and just you know getting some advice, and and not, there's not a better resource available to him than his dad, and and. Um, you know, you could see it all early on that just Cole had an understanding of the game, and, and he saw things that other people didn't see, and and that's part of what makes him a, a, a such a great coach. And you know, it's going to be fun when we when we square off. I'll be nervous as hell for that game for sure, um, but you know, it's it's to me it's a win win. I'm so proud of him. I'm so proud of what he's done, and 
how he's built that program up, and now they now they become you know perennial contenders. It's the beginning of the Mike Susie coaching tree, right there. There we go. <laughs> we got it right there. Well, I just, before we let you go, I just wanted to make sure we're crystal clear here. Because you're on the show now doesn't mean that we're not going to need you on the Bracketology Division Two show again. <laughs> Please don't think that you're done for the year. You're coming back. Please, you're the only guy that can figure that thing out for us. That that sometimes can be a nightmare. And I, <laughs> I, and you, this is this is how little I follow things. And and you know, because I was talking to, to Dave Smith last night, and I guess there's, a, there's an expansion to our to our state tournament this year, where we have I don't know. There's another two teams that are going to be in it. And I, I did I didn't even know that. So that oh, might. Okay. I thought it was going to be less teams. I thought it was going to be less teams. Seventy percent. Right? Yeah. So it's going to be. I think it's going to be two more teams. Um, that are going to be in it, and I, it sounds like the first, the top two teams are going to get a buy, and I, I have no idea. I haven't even, I haven't followed it. That's that's how much I pay attention. He's already getting stressed out about it. Don't worry, Mike. It's only <laughs> December, buddy. We got we got a ways to go, but be ready in well, March. You have no idea how nervous I was last night. So <laughs> uh, I, I'm a little bit more relaxed tonight. <clears throat> well, Coach, we really appreciate the time. Say hi to uh, to Mike Simcoe, Matt's dad, because. I went to Nashville High and graduated uh, a year after Mike did. Mike was on a championship team, 1986, yep. Uh, yep. with uh, my my buddies Kevin Ledoux and Rob Jones, great players on that team. And uh, Mike was, uh, I think, a six man on that team. And I ran into him when I started seeing Matt Simcoe's name pop up in the box scores. I was like, man, I wonder if that is Mike's kid. And then uh, I was at the Sal Hegan Hall's Brookline game last year. Got a chance to chat and catch up with Mike a little bit. Great guy, and uh, he's got a heck yep. of a basketball player in Matt. Absolutely, Matt's a great kid and, and works really, really hard. So, really proud of what he's he's uh, he's come to be. All right, Coach. Thanks so much. Uh, enjoy your holidays, and uh, you as well. we'll talk to you real soon. Okay. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. All right, Mike Susie from Hollis Brookline joining us. On the phone, we uh, we'll take a timeout. We'll come back. We'll get Justin McIsaac, or you know, is he already on the line? No, I just wanted to, you, you know. Don't want us to take a timeout. I I wanted to let you know that this time I didn't cut people off when you wanted to wish them a Merry Christmas. Oh, okay. And that's what I did with your first guest. You said goodbye, and I pressed buttons. That's what they call me, buttons. And then you wanted to wish him a Merry Christmas. Oh, Sam. Okay, yeah. Sam. Sam's listening, so you can just tell him Merry Sam. Christmas now. Merry Christmas. There we said go. Merry Christmas to you. So I was, yeah. I was prepared to go with Susie till I heard a dial tone if I had to. <laughs> Santa didn't do that to you this time. Santa gets the land off way before he gets to Nashville. That's so right. He'll see Santa first. That's right. All right, quick timeout. We'll come back, talk to Justin McIsaac. Was he at a game last night? Did he do yeah, the Spalding Yeah, Exeter game? Spalding. All right, we'll get the... He uh, hyperventilated when Cal we'll get Conley, the unbiased, Brickfield. biased uh, yeah. reaction, the, the If you're review. from Exeter, you might want to tune out now. Exeter Spalding last night. From Justin McIsaac when he joins the show. The New Hampshire High School Hoop Show P Terrier, Dave Haley. And we're doing it on ESPN New Hampshire and NHSportsPage.com. ESPN New Hampshire, Manchester's home for high school sports. Welcome back to New Hampshire High School Hoop Show on your snowy Saturday morning, the weekend. Uh, before Christmas, I'm going to ask you the question I think I already know the answer to. Because you're a guy, like me, you're a single dad. Are you done all your Christmas shopping, Dave? No. You haven't even started like me. No, I haven't started. No. I know what I'm getting at. Tim Glenday, have you started? Ed McMahon theory. I go out there, well, maybe not actual Christmas Eve, but the 23rd and 24th, I'm always very active. Bring it. 
And there are a lot of people there, by the way. You're not alone on the 24th when you go shopping. Now, let's bring on our our next guest, Justin McIsaac, who I know, being as technologically savvy as he is, he's already done everything online, correct? Maybe he's not. Uh, We've done a lot of it online, but... uh, What was the delay uh, there, dude? Make some of that up. What was the delay there? What's that? We, what was the delay? Have we finally put a five-second delay on McIsaac because of his swearing? <laughs> what happened? What did we do? Yeah, that was a bit odd, eh? Well, it was uh, you. But... <laughs> I mean, we're like looking, is he plugged in? Do we got the guy? Tim's like freaking out here. You were just asleep at the wheel, I guess. So talk well, that's, that's... Go ahead, buddy. Jeez, you guys are, what are you, extra caffeine today? You're all hyped up with the Ed McMahon and Happy Days references. Good grief. I don't know. This happy is- Days plays, okay? Happy right. Days plays. Yeah. yeah, the kids love Happy Days. Uh, <laughs> yeah. they- <laughs> They're still <laughs> sleeping. Yeah, we uh, yeah we had a lot of our shopping done, and then we got broken into this week. So that oh. was a good time, and oh. uh, had some of the stuff stolen. So oh. now we got to buy it twice, Pete Terrier. Oh, man. I'm sorry to Not hear that, time. buddy. Bad time. I'm sorry to hear that. So t- right. at least you had some good news coming out of uh, Rochester last night. First of all, what's the weather in Rochester right now, buddy? <laughs> it's, uh, well, it's not as cold as it was last night, Pete. Last night we had a low fun. Right now we got the, the snow is flying. I think it's about uh, 12 degrees right now with a wind chill factor of about uh, zero. That's your real field temperature in Rochester. Great. So right. I just saw this on Twitter last night. You can comment on it. I guess Ari Brakefield hit a basket, and then a, a, a play-by-play guy from some sort of internet network ran on the court and hugged him in the middle of the game. They had to, guy, they had to hose the guy off and pull him away. What happened last night? I think run is a generous term. It was more like a light jog. Yeah. yeah. You made sure that, 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 right when he came near you, yeah. yeah just let, a certain he, degree of accuracy to that. He knows you're there. Did, uh, did that Portsmouth score surprise you? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I figured they were going to beat Central. You know, uh, Central had, uh, you know, is not rebuilding but kind of reloading. But yeah, I mean, I think that surprised everybody. I told Kevin Simprini, who was refereeing last night uh, during one of the breaks, and he went, "Oh my god!" Like, so it's, uh, yeah, I think that shocked everybody. Yeah, I mean, Evan McDonald uh, texted me after the game, and I mean, that's it's not the same Central team. Go 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 look at the highlights. I mean, I think they're going to be fine. As the season goes on, but you know you can't expect Dave Keith and those guys to uh, to pull it together that quickly. And they're small. I mean, they're real small. They don't have one kid on that team who's got any sort of size. Isaiah Isaiah Lewis is. You always want to say Isaiah. Isaiah Lewis is a kid who he's only a sophomore, but he's big and strong and athletic. So he's going to have to be a guy who rebounds. David Baraka rebounds, gets his notes, but he's not a big guy. And no. Joey Glenn at times was just getting rebounds. He's just taller than them. And he's just grabbing, you know, he's picking it off like he's picking apples or something like that. How did uh, how'd Spalding and Exeter look last night? Uh, Exeter was uh, they looked kind of lost offensively. Uh, and I think a lot of that has to do with, like you said, the uh, you know, limited number of practices you get in Division One, But, uh, you know, a lot of that has to do with the Spalding's defense, too. I mean, Exeter at this point has two real scoring options. It's uh, you know Cody Morissette, of course, and uh, Steve Natola. Uh, Natola got in foul trouble. He had two fouls in the first quarter, so he kind of had to sit most of the first half. And uh, they did a really good job on Cody, uh, you know, preventing him from getting to the basket. He only had three points in the first half, and that was on a seventy-foot buzzer beater at the uh, at the end of the second quarter. Oh wow, so, Jesus! Yeah. So I mean, he really only had four points. I mean, you know, without that, right? Yeah, it was. It was See funny. How good at math he, uh, I am. I mean, the fight. That's, that's, a, that's that Keene State College education. Thank you very much. Play. Thank you. But, uh, 
Yeah, the uh, Exeter had two buzzer beaters. They had one at the end of the first quarter. Otherwise, they would have been shut out in the first quarter. Then they had one at the end of the uh, second quarter. Otherwise, they would have lost 60-33. to 33. So, uh, and Jeff Holmes, after the game, said, do you like my new uh, buzzer beater offense? Been <laughs> <laughs> working on that all summer. Hey, Justin, yeah. is uh, Josh Morissette a, a, a freshman this year, Cody's little brother? No, he's an eighth grader. Oh, yeah, he's an eighth, uh, okay. I thought I thought I thought he was an eighth grader last year, oh, so he's, he's only an eighth grader. He's, an eighth. he's bigger than Cody already. I mean, yeah, that kid's gonna be a monster. He so could probably. Bad. I mean, I know. You know, look, Exeter is not a program that hurts for numbers, but I mean. No. That might be a, like Sam Natty's got two eighth graders. You in his can't. Rotation. You have to petition because you, you don't okay. have enough kids. You can't just pull eighth graders okay, up. No, but that. that's good. That we, if the kid is that good, you can't. No, 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 you can't. It, it, you can only do it when you don't have enough. It's good that you brought that up because, in case people didn't know that, you can't just grab an eighth grader and pull them on. It, it has to be uh, when Groveton had uh, Corey Gadwa and Dagan Lurvey, They didn't have enough kids, and they petitioned and they were approved to bring them on and so forth and so on. Okay. So. So, so that's not an option. No, but it was funny. Dave was at uh, one of the games in Durham last year, and I started talking. I thought it was Cody, and it was his brother. And I'm like, this kid's in seventh grade yeah. or eighth grade. He yeah. like he was in high school. Yeah, just a monster. So, yeah, he's good. Yeah, he's gonna be good. And so, your boy Cal Connolly, obviously one of the best players in the state. But this kid Breakfield, sophomore, looks like he's grown a little bit. I remember seeing him. When he was in eighth grade, we were over at that Seacoast tournament two years ago, and I, I was watching uh, a group from Rochester play, and it was this long, lean, lanky kid that was just dominating, and you were like, yeah, that's Ari Breakfield. He's going to be a freshman next year, so that was prior to last season. Uh, he looks like he continues to improve. Yeah, he's uh, last year he was kind of built like Julio Lugo. He was you know 6'4", but he's about 110 pounds, but uh, you know over the... Uh, over- over the uh, off season, he's really put some muscle on. He runs co- uh, cross country when he's not playing basketball, and uh, he looked really, very confident last year. I mean, he didn't really crack the uh, uh, you know you know people's uh, uh, awareness level until uh, it was probably about January February last year. But uh, no, Exeter was they were very keyed up on Cal Connolly. They were very uh, very determined not to let Cal kill them, and uh, you know some other guys chipped in, especially uh, Ari Breakfield, adding a little outside shot, you know, splashing to the basket, you know. Cal did a lot of uh, finding the open man, cutting to the hoop, and I, I, you guys know how Tim Cronin runs his offense. They're very patient. They do you know a lot of cutting to the basket, a lot of backdoor stuff. So they were able to find the open space a lot. Yeah, he looks uh, he, he looks even better than last year. He's still just a sophomore. Any uh, thoughts on uh, this week's previews that I had out there? D one, D two. Any anything you want to yell at me about or question me or what, anything you want? Go ahead. Oh, well, I'm, the floor is yours. I've made it- I, I, I'm, I, I'm, I've made it to the table of contents of Division One. <laughs> you go. I mean, you need I, to fill I, out I, a timeout I, request for two hours. A timeout I, request with your boss, Dave. I couldn't get through it. <laughs> I, 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 I almost didn't get through it. I read about six teams down, and I had to take a break, and yeah. I never got back oh, to God. it. Oh God! I worked on that are, thing are from ten a.m. to ten p.m. Are we split that into two movies like they did with the last Hunter hey, game? Hey, you know what? Yeah. Every D1 team, everyone D1, every D1 coach was covered. So, you know what? How, how many coaches did you talk to, Dave? I don't think you mentioned that. How many? Come on, man. <laughs> what are your thoughts? Give me your thoughts. Wise, you know what? Can I say? Can I ask on the air? <laughs> go ahead. Tim says yes. Let's go wise ass. Then say, ask questions. Whoa! Go ahead. Tim said I can say you. it. Tim's nodding his uh, head. He's the producer. It's, uh, no, it's. 
is very thorough and uh, very upset that Spalding is only ranked number four. Oh, uh, it's a slap in the face. Tim Cronin and I had a long discussion about it yesterday. And I want to say long. Yeah, I'm long. sure he was real angry about plus it. Minutes. Breaking down exactly how wrong I've got, I've got more, you know, I, Cody Graham's fake mad at me because he's second team, and Salem's mad because they're ninth. You never hear from anyone say, hey, Dave, thank you for picking us here, and thank you for picking. Joey Glenn didn't say one word about being first team All-State in the preseason. I don't think I'm going to get a, a Christmas card from he's Cal Conley. He's a quiet Conley. kid. He doesn't say a lot. You only, you only get the kids that, uh, that are angry about it. Yeah, just imagine what's going to happen when we start doing the power rankings. When are we doing that? After January 1. So how are we doing that? So it's going to be the three of us, Justin McIsaac, Pete Terry, and myself, Jeff Gustafson, former legend uh, at Riviera College, and uh, Gus, uh, former Londonderry head coach, and Sean Young, the head coach at Great Bay. We're going to do a statewide power poll, and all the kids are going to be angry. we got to call it something different. We're not calling. No, Ari Brakefield on your on your preseason All State team is a is a, is a Travis. Shane I had him on Brakefield. I had him in the with yeah. apologies too, which is honorable. Yeah, that's not good enough. Oh, for crying out loud. Pete says we can't call it the power poll. Please don't get on a thing with the power poll, Justin. Don't do it. We don't have enough time. But well, uh, have an original. We gotta call thought. it. We gotta call it something else. I think power ranking. Do you think Union Leader did, <laughs> created power poll? They stole it from Sports Illustrator, or ESPN. They were the first ever to do it. <laughs> first first it doesn't mean that we should do it too. <laughs> okay, so Justin, why don't you come up with a name for our poll? That's what I'm going to work on all week, and we're going to cancel. Try to keep it. Shopping. Try to keep it PG rated. Whatever you come up with, please. Yeah. But how are we doing it? All right. You're filling out a ballot every week, and then I'm going to tabulate it, and then we're what I'm saying it. is, is it like statewide? Am I ranking D1, D2, D3, D4? Am I going to have to show love to you know the Kearsarges of the world? I just said put them in my top fifteen. I just said statewide power poll. Okay, so you can do whatever you want. So in your it's ballot. across divisions. Yeah. No. Okay. It's not complicated. Uh, of course, you know, I'll probably Groveton will get a vote from me, but you know how I am. But no, you you put the top 10 and, you know, my whole thing with, with those kind it's of... It's only top 10, not top 15? Top 10. Okay. And the, the thing with me is that, you know, if a Division One team is, you know, 5-4 and four, and there's a D2 team that's, you know, 8-1, and one, I'm going with the D1, uh, the D2 team. Yes. That's the way I am. Yes. But that's how, how I roll. How vote for Spalding? You can only vote, vote for him once. Yeah. I can't no. wait till Spalding's like 5-3 and three and they receive one first place vote every week. It's going to be <laughs> utterly ridiculous. Listen, you got to look past the record sometimes. It's going to be like Dan Levitard. They're going to take your uh, husband vote away. Listen, or something. If football power poll is copying at one thing. Is that just because a team beats another team? It doesn't mean that. <laughs> That's right. Where did we see that someplace with a? Uh, oh God, it was like a trial or something like that. Where the guy's like, I know they said he did, it and I watched him do it, but I just don't believe he'd do it again. And I was like, Oh my God, Pete Terrier! I'll tell you, if you're out there and you've committed a crime, you want Pete Terrier in that jury box. I know he did it, but I just don't think he would do it again. That's right. <laughs> lo- That's right. You are in good shape, folks. If that happens to you. Justin, what are you doing uh, on McIsaac on Sports Network uh, over the next uh, week or so? We've got one game uh, next week because we're, uh, you know, it's the big uh, getting ready to go to Long Island for Christmas. So we're doing uh, Farmington and Newt on Wednesday. So the, uh, we're, we're, I, don't think, I don't think a game's ever been covered in Milton since, uh, since the Burroughs brothers were there. So we're going to be at, uh, in, in Milton for Farmington Newt, and then that's it until the new year. I've got to look at the schedule. So you got nothing for the holiday tournaments. You're gone. You're in in Long Island for that long. Uh yeah, pretty much. And uh, we actually uh, we both have to work that next week, which is a pain in the butt. So uh, I don't think I don't think we're doing a lot of those holiday tournaments start in the middle of the day. It's uh, 
What, what, what are we doing here? The working man's got to get. I watched some uh, some basketball games. Start those games later. Kids don't have to go to school. I'm going down. Ten, I'm going to make the tour. I'm going to go to the Queen City. Pete's going to be over Chick Fil A. I'm I'm doing. Around. This is what I'm going to do. The Queen City Invitational does not start the day after Christmas like it always has. It's going to start the 27th. Okay. So 27th, 28th, 29th, Chick-fil-A is the Nashua South Tournament. Uh, that's the 28th, 29th, and 30th. I believe the Capital Area Classic at NHTI starts the day after Christmas. That's going to be a good one this year. I've never been able to go to that. So well, I think I can go on the 26th. I can go check out some of those uh, – Concord area teams, like Kearsarge probably in that. Concord, Brady, Pembroke's always in that. Uh, Merrimack Valley. John Stark, yeah. John Stark in it, too? Okay. Yeah. So that's my plan, to go that day. Manchester, uh, the 27th, and then I'll be in Nashville the 28th, 29th, and 30th. So it should be a lot of fun. Well, while you D1, D2 elitists are off watching your tournaments, I might pop into the Mike Lee Holiday Bash farm and just to see what's going on. Because I like the lower division schools, guys. I know you guys don't. Never heard of them. I always go to the Lakes Region. I always stop up and see the Lakes Region tournament uh, up in Guilford, of which I'm a former champion, and I go up there and, and see those guys. I'll head up and go do that thing. So you guys won? I think you won when, when, when you were playing? In- yeah. My, my guys, like, I don't know why you're snorting over there. The only thing you ever won was a Tecmo Ball off with four other kids. You when won you a few wrestling matches. Those I've, are I've, fake, I've, though. It was scripted. Uh, let's get you in the ring, Haley. Let's see how fake it is. <laughs> let's go, buddy. Mono y mono. Pass. Hey, uh, b- before you guys cut me off here, summers are three and zero, huh? I know, <laughs> no, I know. No poppers have been sneaking up on people. What's the inside scoop? I don't know yet. I got to. Uh, I haven't been out to uh, uh, to Summersworth yet to check them out, but uh, they're sneaking up on me as well. So I'm going to go check out uh, Rob Fossey. Yeah, yeah, I I got to figure out, you know, we we got to let things play out in Division 3 and figure out who the, you know, the strongest teams are cuz Berlin is Berlin is really struggling. I overestimated them. I had them in the preseason and they're not that good right now. Uh their only win is over a White Mountains team that's really decided to go young and all sophomores, but yeah, Rob Fossey does a really good job over there and uh he's worked really hard um to kind of change the culture of that program so all the credit in the world to him he does a really nice job what are your thoughts justin on a one and two eric saucier coached conant orioles team well he started off with a tough schedule if i'm not mistaken right he had what do you have campbell last night and campbell uh, messenic and fall mountain the first game yeah so campbell messenic right out of the gate when uh soft admittedly as a young team is not you know that's there's not the easiest way to get dip your toe in the pool but i mean he's you know he's too good of a coach to to stay under 500 for very long. So once you know, once once the, uh, you get into the uh, rhythm of the schedule in uh, January and February, they're going to be fine. He's, he's going to tell us how his team's there, you know, not that good, and they're going to end up, you know, like a like a five or a six seed, and they're going to make them some noise in the playoffs. So don't 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 believe his lies. They're going to be fine. Well, I'll tell you, JP record looked much improved uh, the other night when I went out to see him uh, against uh, Messinic. It was a close game, 52-49, and Sammy Stoffenecker hit a three with 20 seconds to go to break a tie to give the win to Messinic. But I think Kona's just going to be – they'll be fine. I don't think they'll be 500. I think they'll be over 500. But I think they'll be a quarterfinal team. Yeah, they've got a lot yeah. of good young – Tate Nimala, young big man, freshman – uh, Peyton Springfield, another Springfield, another Springfield, who is a really good freshman as well. They're so, all good. Yeah, I I like I like Conant. They'll be fine. Kind of a D three is is you can go twelve and six and you can end up as like a ninth seed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's because there's so many teams. Yeah, yeah, there's a million teams, and some teams play easy schedules, some play tougher. Conant plays a very very difficult schedule, so.
All right, Justin, thanks so much, buddy. Enjoy uh, the uh, the Newt-Farmington game on Wednesday night. McIsaac on Sports Network. You can just search M-O-S-N, and you can find all his stuff. He had the Spalding-Exeter game last night. So we'll, we'll miss you while you're gone in New York. Does that mean you're not coming on the radio next week? Uh, call me up. If I'm not uh, too hungover, I can probably come on. <laughs> right. How do you miss him? He updates social media every 45 seconds. I know everything he's True. doing in his life. <laughs> Thanks, Justin. Enjoy the holidays, right, okay? Stay warm. All right, Justin McIsaac, McIsaac on Sports Network. want to thank Mike Susie from Hollis Brookline. want to thank Sam Natty from Lisbon. Our producer, Tim Glenday, for Dave Haley. I'm Pete Terrier. We're going to post the... Uh, audio from today's show on nhsportspage.com via the SoundCloud so you can listen to it on demand on your schedule. Enjoy the snow, everybody. We'll talk to you again next Saturday, 9 o'clock. Check out the highlights. Portsmouth Central, Bedford Conference, uh, Concord, nhsportspage.com.